The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. As the world braces for the impact of COVID-19, we're going to take a look back at some of the big infectious disease outbreaks of the past. In this Squiz shortcut, we'll look at both epidemics and pandemics, where they started, the devastating mortality rates, and how they were eventually contained. Squiz Shortcuts is your shortcut to more than the headlines. I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, let's start with some basic definitions. What's the difference between an epidemic and a pandemic? It comes down to size and geographic spread. So an epidemic is an outbreak of a disease that registers uh, a rise in the number of cases beyond what is normally expected in a region. And it becomes a pandemic when it's spread across many countries at the same time. And with COVID-19 now in 200 countries and territories around the world, it's officially a pandemic. So global spread is really the key ingredient in a pandemic. Can any type of disease become a pandemic. Pandemic outbreaks can be bacterial like cholera or the bubonic plague or viral like influenza or severe acute respiratory syndrome associated coronavirus, which is what COVID-19 is, and they start and spread in different ways. So what makes an infection or disease reach that point where it starts to spread globally? So it's really a perfect storm of conditions. It's something that's highly infectious. It spreads easily from human to human, and it has a comparably high mortality rate. Add that to delays in recognising an outbreak, uh, especially if it's something that we haven't seen before. There's then problems with testing for the disease, uh, delays in adequately isolating infected patients, and there isn't a vaccine, of course. So put all of that together and a global outbreak can happen with devastating health, economic and social impacts. And we're seeing all of these elements play out right now with COVID-19. In order to put this current pandemic into context, let's take a step back and look at three of the biggest pandemics of the last 100 years. Claire, humans have been dealing with infectious diseases since records began. Smallpox is one of the biggest that comes to mind. It holds the record as the world's most deadly infectious disease. The first cases of smallpox are thought to date back to the Egyptian Empire in the 3rd century BC. And before officials said it was eradicated in 1980, it's estimated to have killed around 500 million people in the last 100 years of its existence. Throughout history, it's had both epidemic outbreaks and pandemic outbreaks, and its mortality rate was around that 20 to 30 percent at times. The last naturally occurring case of smallpox was diagnosed in October 1977. That came after a concerted vaccination push from the World Health Organization that started in the 1960s. It's thought, though, that the first vaccine against it was actually developed in 1796, so over 160 years earlier. Yeah, Dr. Edward Jenner in the UK discovered that immunity to smallpox could be brought about by inoculating a person with material from a cowpox lesion. He called that material that they used for the inoculation process vaccine, which comes from the root word vacca, which is Latin for cow. There you go. Bit of a language history lesson too. Moving on to another pandemic, the Spanish flu. It infected about a quarter of the world's population in the years between 1918 and 1920. Where did this one start? 
Yeah, it's a bit unfair on Spain, this one. The first cases were actually reported among US troops towards the end of World War One. Their mass movement is believed to have spread the disease. Wartime censors suppressed, though, the reporting of deaths from the flu in Germany, in the UK, in France, and also in the US in an attempt to try and keep post-war morale high. However, Spain, which remained neutral during the war, reported deaths there and that saw the outbreak become known as the Spanish flu because it appeared like they were the ones that had it. Right. How lethal was the Spanish flu? It had a mortality rate of about 2.5% and it's estimated that its total death toll is between 17 million and 100 million. It's a big disparity there, of course, because reporting wasn't Mm. so great back in those days. After striking the world's population in two big waves, new cases of the Spanish flu dropped off significantly. There are various theories as to why this was the case, but it's commonly accepted that the virus mutated into a less lethal strain, which is a common trait in influenza viruses after a long period of time. Let's have a look at one more pandemic, Claire, and that's HIV AIDS. Between the time that AIDS was first identified in the early 1980s and now, the disease has caused an estimated 35 million deaths around the world. And it's still considered a pandemic? Yeah, it is. And that's because it continues to spread around the world, particularly in sub-Saharan Africa. And the fact that HIV AIDS disproportionately hit marginalised communities meant that authorities were pretty slow to act. So that's three of the big global pandemics. Let's take a look now at some of the more recent outbreaks that the world has seen. So to start with, just remind me, what exactly is a coronavirus? Coronavirus is a group of viruses. It ranges from the common cold right through to more severe respiratory illnesses. The term originates, though, from corona, which is a crown, and that's the sort of shape of the surface of the proteins that the virus uses to penetrate the cells of infected people. The outbreaks of two recent coronaviruses will give us a bit of context to COVID-19. So let's take a look at those now. SARS or Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome originated in China in the early 2000s, Claire. How did it start? So SARS is a similar virus to COVID-19. It was thought to have originated in bats and then made its way to being passed on to humans. There were just over 8,000 cases diagnosed between late 2002 and mid-2003. 774 people died, but it had a particularly high mortality rate of 9.6%. It was considered an epidemic and not a pandemic, Claire. The majority of cases were in mainland China and in Hong Kong in people aged over 65 years. While there were issues of China not alerting the World Health Organization of the outbreak for the first three months, once they did, a global threat was announced. There were travel restrictions put in place and the outbreak was largely contained. So what about MERS? That's another recent one. Yeah, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome was first reported in 2012. It's also believed to have started with bats, but the Transmission to humans was believed to have happened via camels. Uh, Just under 2,000 cases have been reported in the last three years and its mortality rate is about one third of diagnosed cases. This brings us up to COVID-19, the new coronavirus pandemic. Let's take a look at that now. 
On the 31st of December, the World Health Organization was notified by Chinese officials of a new illness. Fast forward then to the 11th of March and it was declared a pandemic. What we've seen with COVID-19 is all the hallmarks of a pandemic. There was a struggle at the start to identify it and then to test for it as it took hold in Wuhan in China and the surrounding regions. And then there was issues with testing for it, which we're now largely doing quite efficiently, and the development of a vaccine, which will probably take some time, probably to the start of 2021 at the earliest. So in the meantime, it spread to almost every corner of the planet. The US and Australia were two of the first nations to start screening people coming off flights from Wuhan. Travel bans were then put in place and now our borders are of course closed to all foreign travellers. The pace of the spread of this COVID-19 has been really concerning to experts. Yeah, it's nearly in every country wreaking devastation and there's a long way to go to handle uh, the cases of people who have the virus and also stop the spread. And then we've got to get past that and pick up the pieces of very badly damaged economies around the world. Officials are calling it a once in a 100 years event. The last pandemic, of course, that caused shutdowns and disruptions like this was the Spanish flu. And that outbreak was just over 100 years ago. So that's your shortcut to infectious diseases. On to our recommendations. I think in times like this, you can't go past the official sources of information. So my recommendation is the government's WhatsApp bot and their new app as well, which is called Coronavirus Australia. The WhatsApp bot is really, really good. It tells you latest news, the latest numbers. You can check your symptoms. It has the right information about cleaning surfaces, etc. So it's just a really good, easy to understand source of information. How about you, Claire? Yeah, nice one. And I think we also need a bit of a hand to stay connected and a bit of a laugh. So the House Party app is my recommendation. It's absolutely going off amongst my mates. Yeah, same. It's good fun. Good way to connect with people. We'll put links to all three of these things in your episode notes. Thanks for listening to our shortcut on infectious diseases. We are, of course, covering COVID-19 each weekday in our Squiz Today email and podcast, as well as, of course, covering the other major news headlines of the day. And if you're wondering how best to talk to kids about coronavirus, check out our Squiz Kids podcast. That delivers age-appropriate news each weekday at 6am. And we've also done a Coronavirus Explained episode where Dr Ginny Mansberg answers kids' questions about the coronavirus. I'll put links to all those in the episode notes as well. Until next time.